As you can see, we'll be reading in James chapter 3, 1 and 12. Um, at the end of the passage that I'm about to read, um, James does a real cool um, rhetorical kind of a question spiel at the end, um, which if you remember in the Gospels, uh, they're all in Matthew, Luke and Mark, I believe. Jesus talks about a good tree and good fruit. And Jesus, um, it would be interesting to know what, Jesus, or what James took from Jesus' teachings, because obviously he was his brother. So it would be interesting to know, you know, when Jesus was walking around doing the teaching, um, what James would have picked up. And I'm sure he would have picked up what we're about to read. So if you, if that, hopefully there was enough time for you guys to get there. I'm currently not in the book on my phone, so it didn't work for me. But let's go, where are we? James. Cool. Here we go. Not many of you should become teachers, my brothers, for you know that we who teach will be judged with greater strictness. For we all stumble in many ways, and if anyone does not stumble in what he says, he is a perfect man, able also, able also to bridle his whole body. If we, bu- if we put bits into the mouths of horses so that they obey us, we guide their whole bodies as well. Look at the ships also. Though they are so large and are driven by strong winds, they are guided by a very small rudder, wherever the will of the pilot directs. So also, the tongue is a small member, yet it boasts of great things. How great a forest is set ablaze by such a small fire, and the tongue is a fire, a world of unrighteousness. The tongue is set among our members, standing the whole body, setting on fire the entire course of life, and set on itself by the fire of hell. For every kind of beast and bird, of reptile and sea creature can be tamed and has been tamed by mankind, but no human being can tame the tongue. It is a restless evil full of deadly poison, whether we bless our Lord and Father and whether we curse people who are made in the likeness of God. From the same mouth comes blessing and cursing. My brothers, these ought not to be so. Does a spring pour forth from the same opening, both fresh and salt water? Can a fig tree, my brothers, bear olives, or a grapevine produce figs? Neither can a salt pond yield fresh water. Super good, eh? Crazy, crazy passage. Hey, Etu, just stand up. Go and say kia to a couple of people. You could say buenos dias. You could say konnichiwa. You could say yo, what's up? Kia ora. Kia ora everyone, enohoa, have a seat. Cool, super good to see y'all. Alrighty, sermon time here. Hey, I um, we're carrying on in James, so even though it's Father's Day, normally like I'd just do a sermon on Fathers, but so I've kind of just stolen. I'm just going to do the first half of chapter three of James, which is like super full on, as you just heard Matt read it. And then next week, um, Graham's preaching, he's going to kind of carry on with um, stuff. So we're just looking at the first um, half of the chapter. And like I said last week, James just goes for the jugular, right? Like if you haven't read James, I really encourage you to read it. Like chapter two, he's just like, well, bam, well, bam, well, bam. And then you kind of get through chapter two and you're like, whoo. Now to be back to normal, nice kind of Bible. And then you start into chapter three and he's just like, Whoa, this is so full on. So last week I played one of my favorite videos, that little, the Toyota Hilux one, which you young people will be like, what was that? 
but us old people are like, oh, 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 I remember those from back in the day. Um, so they did a series of three of these Hilux videos, and when the third one came out, which I'm going to play in a minute, it actually got banned from TV. And so in the first two, if you remember, Barry Crump, famous New Zealand comedian, and Scotty, whoever he is, um, they're driving in the bush and Scotty's all freaking out and stuff. And then in the third one, they flipped it, which you'll see. So I'm showing you this to remind you to hang on, right? Because James chapter 2 was full on, but James chapter 3, the first half, you've really got to hang on because it's just like boom in your face. So um, here's this little video. <laughs> <laughs> Terrible. Oh, let's jump somewhere. Okay. <laughs> um, it's a pretty funny video, right? Go on to YouTube and there's the whole three of them. They're just hilarious. Yeah, and that one got it banned. So it was only played on TV very shortly. And then they had all these complaints that it was teaching people bad driving habits, which I'm like, oh, this planet is just nuts, eh? Hey, so I'm talking about um, the tongue today, or words, right, um, is what James is talking about. And when you look for cool tongue pictures online, they're just inappropriate for church. And so most of them are dogs, right? But I thought that was such a great photo. Before I cover him in words or her, I thought we could just appreciate it. You're all good, eh? Yeah, and like he's wearing a little jacket. He's got a little dog bone plastic bag action going on. Oh, so good. Anyway, this is what um, James is talking about today, taming the tongue, right? Um, Taming the tongue. And I put good luck because one of the things you see, and if you would have noticed it when Matt read it, the whole way through, James just keeps going, it's impossible, it's impossible, it's impossible. So never does he, when you're reading through the chapter, never do you hear him say, um, sometimes you might not be able to control your tongue, or sometimes you'll speak out of tune, or sometimes, the whole time he's like, you can't, you can't, you can't. You're just going to mess up your, your words, mess up your whatever. So um, Now, he does these really cool illustrations the whole way through. You remember he talks about the fire, right, a little spark instead of fire. Um, talks about horses can be controlled by a little bridle. Anyone love riding horses? Yeah, I love, I used to love riding horses. I grew up at a camp, so we had evil camp horses that were just, I was going to say possessed, but I thought I better not say that in church. They were just obsessed to destroy kids. Um, and then he does the illustration of the, the boat, that a, a huge boat can be controlled by a tiny rudder. And when you think about it, you can have those giant oil tankers, you've seen those, eh, that are just massive. And the whole thing that's directing is just this, tiny, in quotes, little rudder down the back. Um, so I put it on the, on the screen here. A small rudder makes a huge ship turn, and I chucked up that photo of a yacht. So my father-in-law, Joseph's dad, um, is a really amazing yachty. Is that what you call them? Yachtsman? Sailor? That makes me want to go, Arr, I don't know, like pirate? I don't know. Anyway, he's a really good um, yacht person. And he's also real smart, because he's an architect, Best people ever, am I right, Grant? Yeah, best people ever. Um, so on his yacht, he actually made his own self-steering thing. And so it wasn't just like a piece of rope that he tied to the rudder. It was this whole thing with a little sail on it, and it was just phenomenal. That could then steer the yacht wherever the heck he was wanting it to go while he was running around. Um, although he was a really good um, sailor, at the same time, he was a little bit disastrous because he gets so focused on sailing, he's nearly killed all of his sons-in-law, of which I think he has three or four. Um, nearly all of us, I'm one of them, we've nearly all died. So I think I've told you the story, which I'm not going to go into, where we were yachting, trying to come in through the Waihi Bowen Town entrance. Just massive storm, people calling the Coast Guard. It was just absolutely terrifying. So coming in, he's nearly killed all the other sons-in-law. He's nearly lost all of his children over the side of the boat. And so a final rule was they all had to be tied on. 
And then the funniest story, I reckon, well, not the funniest, the most bizarre story ever, and this is a goosebumply story. So he was out yachting by himself. So he's yachted all around the North Island, out to Great Barrier and back and all this kind of crazy stuff. And one day he was yachting, I think it was out to Great Barrier. So he's out in the middle of the sea, in the middle of absolutely nowhere, yachting away. And he was walking towards the front of the yacht, and a freak wave just hit him, and he just got thrown over the side, which, if you think about it, if that happens in the sea, you're going to die because you're way out at sea. The boat will just keep on yachting off. <laughs> but he said it was the weirdest thing as he fell into the water. And this is a true story, right? He said it felt like a giant hand picked him up and put him back on. And he said one minute he was falling in the water thinking, oh, oh I'm going to die. And he said the next minute he was standing on the yacht and he was like, what the heck just happened? And we're, we're all like, as, as kids, we're all like, oh, that was totally a God thing. That's just amazing, right? Oh, I love that story. Whew. Anyway. James says, even though we can have a giant ship and a tiny rudder can control it, he just keeps saying again and again, but we just can't control our tongues. We just can't control our words. Um, and I know, ladies, you guys have your own deal with words, but, uh, and I'm, I don't get that. But us guys, that, this is something a lot of guys really struggle with. A lot of us are really fast with our words, right? Really quick with our words. And so I thought this was a cool little passage to be thinking about. Um, on Father's Day. So I put up there, a small rudder makes a huge ship turn, but <laughs> but for heaps of guys, there's just regrets when you look back and think of some of the times. You've been too quick with your kid, been too quick with your wife, been too quick with a workmate, been too quick with a whatever, and you just catch yourself later on going, oh, I'm such an idiot, right? Which is what James says the whole way through. Um, I, I love this. This verse is like such a full-on verse right in the middle of this whole be careful how you use your words because you are going to mess up. Not you might mess up. You are going to mess up. You can't control your tongue, right? And then he has this verse here. And among all the parts of the body, the tongue is a flame of fire. It is a whole world of wickedness corrupting your entire body. It can set your whole life on fire. For it is set, and I have to read this last bit like real aggressively. For it is set on fire by hell itself. Right? It's like, whoa, James. Um, that middle bit just like always gets me, eh? It's a whole world of wickedness, corrupting your entire body. <laughs> um, how many of us guys know, man, our tongue has just got us into massive trouble at some point. Our words have got us into huge trouble at some point. And, and I love how he brings it all back to our whole body. It's not just like, oh, my tongue did something stupid. It's like, oh, I did something stupid. I messed up. I was too quick yelling at my workmate. I was too quick yelling at that person in traffic, you know. <laughs> um, I was talking a bit about this with Shelley this week. We were emailing backwards and forwards about stuff. And Shelley reminded me how social media is just the core of this, right? So many people on social media now or even in texting are just so hideous <laughs> with their tongue, with their words, right? Um, so often you'll see people say stuff uh, through a text or say something on, you know, Facebook, Insta, X, wherever you are that they would normally never say if they were talking to you face-to-face, -face, but they're happy to say that. Um, I was reading a couple of articles earlier this year that I, I found really interesting talking about the, the degradation of society at the moment, right? So if you think back even 10 years, a lot of the stuff we see in society, a lot of the stuff people saying and doing now just wasn't happening 10 years ago. And so these articles are from some couple of universities over in America that are trying to track it. And, and what they were saying is there's been this really interesting kind of transition, especially over the last three or four years, where things have gone from what people thought but would never say or do, and then during the pandemic, a lot of that moved to social media, it moved to online, because we're all living online, and so a lot of people now felt 
the stuff that they thought and did in their, in their mind would never do, now they would say it and do it on social media. But now a lot of them are saying, now we've moved to the next stage in this kind of degradation of society where people are saying and doing it just out there. And I was like, man, that's such an interesting thing to track. But again, it starts with our words, right? It starts with our tongue. Um, yeah, I mean, how many of us, yeah. I just keep thinking this week, how many times have I done something stupid, said something stupid? One of the things I really struggle with is I'm so fast with my words. I used to live in detention, like I've told you, right? Because I was so, the teacher would say something and I'm just like within seconds saying something really smart back and then being like, oh, and like I've said, I got chalk thrown at me that many times. I had a duster, I told you, I had a duster hit me inside the head and knocked me off my chair because I said a smart thing to my maths teacher. So I have to be really careful. I really struggle with my, um, with my words. Let's read a couple more verses again that, that uh, Matt read. Just verses 7 to 10. Um, <laughs> there's a bit in here that I just thought was really funny. So let me, um, let me read this. Um, verse 7. So this is James 3. He says, People can tame all kinds of animals, birds, reptiles, and fish. And I was like, hang on a minute. How do you train a fish? I was like, anyone got a pet goldfish at home that you're like and it does a flip or something. And then I was like, a dolphin. And I was like, no, apparently dolphins aren't fish. And I was like, I got nothing, but anyway. Um, so I'll read it again. People can tame all kinds of animals, birds, reptiles, and fish, but no one can tame the tongue. You see, it ain't no one. You just can't, right? It is a restless evil and full of deadly poison. And then he has this really crazy comparison that when you really stop and think about it, it's like, man, this just comes from a real funky place inside of me. Um, verse 9, 9 says, Sometimes it praises our Lord and Father, and sometimes it curses those who have been made in the image of God. <laughs> and so blessing and cursing come pouring out of the same mouth. Surely, brothers and sisters, this is not right. <laughs> I love that last bit. Eh? This is not right that we can be so uplifting with our words, but so destructive with our words, and we don't catch ourselves, right? Um, so I was thinking this week, and I, I mean, this is kind of obvious, right? But you've seen heaps of times a... Um, let's pick on a mall, right? If you're at a mall, you can see within seconds a parent just say something horrible to one of their kids, and you just see that kid dissolve. You with me, eh? You just see that kid, the shame, or a teacher sees something, just, you see that kid just dissolve. But at the same time, all of us have seen it where we've been at a, I don't know, a family event, and someone sees something really, really encouraging to their kid in front of everyone. You just see the kid just about explode with joy, right? The power of our words is just wild, <laughs> Um, something you say can really encourage someone or it can completely, completely discourage them. Kill it, bro. What you say can speak life into someone or it can totally bring death, can bring healing or destruction, can bring hope or hopelessness. Um, so just stop for a second, guys. Ladies, you figure this out. I don't know ladies. Just stop for a second and think, is this something you really need to sort out in your own life? Um, heaps of us guys are really good at being good at, at work or uni, at school. But then that classic old phrase, we hurt the ones we love, is just so true. For some of us, heaps of you guys are like, nah, I'm all good. For some of us, it's so true. It's like we can just be harsh and short with the ones we love. But at work, at school, at uni, at... Hard. Um, here's a quote from um, Matt Chandler. He's a pastor over in the States. Um, I love this quote. He says, so he's talking about how it says you can curse God, um, curse people and bless people. He says, cursing is a verbal attack, hatred, a violence of heart toward people who bear the image of our creator. It's a deification of ourselves and a dehumanization of someone else. It's powerful. Wow, I'll read that again. 
So cursing, you know, pulling someone down, saying something horrible. It's a deification of ourselves and a dehumanization of someone else, elevating ourselves to a judge by damning another person. The sin isn't a rude word, but hatred for another human being created in the likeness of God. Likewise, crude and filthy speech, even in the form of jokes, dehumanizes and objectifies other men or women, viewing them as commodities to be used, consumed, and discarded. Cursing and crudeness does deny God's likeness in human beings. It's pretty powerful, eh? When you, when you see it like that, it's like, oh, man. If I'm someone that's just a bit harsh with my words, I'm, I'm literally using that to elevate myself and to dehumanize, to destroy someone. Even if I'm doing it in jest, you know, if I'm doing it in joke, it's like, no, it just doesn't. Which is why James goes so hard after it, right? And why James had that in that middle of that verse I read before. It's a whole world of wickedness corrupting your entire body, right? And set your whole life on fire. Just that regret from just being too quick with our words. Um, like you would have seen if you were here a couple of weeks ago and we watched the little kind of overview video of James, a lot of what James teaches has come from um, Jesus' teaching. And so here's a really cool verse from Matthew. So Matthew 15, 11. It's not what goes into your mouth that defiles you. You're defiled by the words that come out of your mouth. It makes sense, right? We're not defiled by what we eat. But what comes out of us, that's what defiles us. That's what messes us up. So I have the greatest picture in the history of pictures for Father's Day. Oh, my gosh. How good is that? I'd love to eat. Like, honestly, I so love to eat. And I, yeah, I have to be careful. I would just eat it. Like, I'll go to the fridge, and it's like a 1,000 leftovers, and I just get everything out. Like, we had enchiladas. We had some chicken. I had a sausage. I just get all these, all of it out, and then I'm just kind of like, oh, okay. I just, like, load it up and be like, oh, I just love it. Eh? Um, so we're going to have barbecue after church. I think we end up cooking them in the oven because we weren't sure what the heck the weather was going to do. Um, last time we had a barbecue out the front, I got all these lads, like these shady guys over here, and Chase and a few others, Noah and so on. Um, and when I went up to get my sausage, they dropped one on the ground. Um, which happens when you've got those stupid snipper things. I mean, that are stupid to use, right? A drop on the ground. I was like, I don't care. Because, and being super pastor, of course, I quoted this verse. It's not what goes into your mouth. And then I was thinking later on, some of these boys have like nasty feet and shoes. And I was like, maybe I shouldn't have eaten that sausage. But I didn't, I didn't die. Um, <laughs> I don't know. Just again, eh, we, we've all seen someone not hold back and just speak out of turn and they just destroy someone. You can just see the person just shrivel, right? And at the same time, all of us have seen someone and it can just be the smallest little praise and you just see that person grow like, oh, I'm loved, I'm appreciated, I'm acknowledged, I'm, I'm seen, eh? Okay, so a couple of little thoughts here. What, what would I do if I was someone who's really struggling with my words? Um... Yeah, kia ora podcast people, sorry, kia ora video people. Um, maybe one of you listening or watching. You're someone who really struggles with your words and you're like, man, this is a great sermon. Thanks, James, but how do I, what do I do to try and stop this? So I just had two real simple kind of obvious um, points. And again, great dog picture coming up, FYI. Um, <laughs> how good is that, guys? Just the man or woman, I don't know. So here's the first thing. Regularly ask God to help you change your words to be life-giving. Um, what I'm meaning here is, um, I have a little time with Jesus every morning, read some Bible, um, do a bit of a journal, write some stuff about me and God. Um, one of the things I could start doing is, is literally doing this every morning, or maybe it's you every time driving to work or driving home, set a, set a time. 
And every day, just that little thing, oh, can you help me get control of my words? Because I'm just not. <laughs> I'm just not. <laughs> um, verse 8 said, no human can control the tongue. And it's like, that's true, no human can, but God can, right? God really can change us. So if you're someone who struggles with that tongue, those words, right? Or you're, or you're all good, but you want to be better and better. I want to be someone who just like oozes encouragement and uplifting to people. I'd say find that time during the day and every day you just call out to God, hey God, can you help me be better with my words? Help me be less sharp or more encouraging or whatever. Um, and then here's the, the, the second one. This is a bit more grunty, I guess. Um, sorry, before I say it, I don't know whether that snake has the weirdest tongue or it's eating a worm. So, but it looks like a tongue. And it came up when I searched for tongue. So you can judge yourself. I thought I'd point that out because otherwise people would not be looking at what I'm about to say because you're trying to figure out, has that snake got a huge tongue? What's going on? All right, I love this little quote, right? When the wind of the world blows, when the enemy tempts us to sin, when fear or trouble come our way, and before we say something we should not say, we should remember, one, <laughs> stop and breathe a quick prayer, and two, follow the leading and direction of the Holy Spirit. And stay on course, right? That rudder. Remember the rudder, the bridle? <laughs> stay on course. Um, heaps of times it's too late. Heaps of times you say the thing and there was no time to do a quick prayer or listen to the guidance of the Holy Spirit. And that's where that first thing I'd encourage you to be doing, right? The first thing. Every day, just, God, can you help me be better with my words? Help me be better with my words. But then sometimes as, a, as you, you get better, you have this little... Oh man, I'm about to say something really stupid. Help me, Jesus. Help me, Jesus. Help me, Jesus. I must say, help me, Jesus. I don't know, a thousand times a day at least. Um, help me, Jesus. Help me, Jesus. Oh, I want to be guided by the Spirit, not by my tongue. That's what comes out of me that defiles me. <laughs> and what comes out of me sometimes can just destroy people. Jesus, help me. Help me. Help me. Right? Yeah. Okay, let me pray, and then we're going to continue in sung worship. Let me pray for us. Yeah, kia ora, tila, thanks. For this real full-on message by James, oh my gosh. Um, yeah, heaps of us know that we can be really, <laughs> I love how Jesus says, you know, be, be slow to speak. <laughs> James in chapter 1 says, slow to speak, quick to listen. And so many of us that flip it around, we're really, really slow to listen, but we're all fast to speak. <laughs> uh, we can say things that just cut people down before we even realise it, eh? especially us guys, we're, we're pretty good at it sometimes. So, yeah, I just lift up anyone listening on the podcast right now or watching on the video, um, sitting here in, in church at the moment, that they're like, man, this is something I've got to work on. I really pray as they maybe put into practice that just daily calling out to you. Help me, Jesus, to control my words. Help me to be someone who encourages and lifts up and then help us to learn that, catching ourselves before we say it and, and just pray, help me, Jesus. Holy Spirit, guide me. Yeah, we don't want to be a giant ship that's just crashing and destroying everything because the rudder is just making complete chaos. We want to be a, a, a giant ship, in quotes, I don't know, that has a really cool rudder um, that's guided by you, that's guided by your word, because when we try and guide, we just mess up. We really do. Yeah, I pray all this in the name of Jesus Christ, the Son of God. Yeah, amen. Thanks.